We're going to continue with our lessons on having real Lachabat Israel as brought down by the Beis HaLevi. So now let's continue. And, and, and how great is peace? How great is peace? The Beis HaLevi discusses the greatness and the blessing of peace. So there, there is much that can be said on this topic. And so below we're going to discuss several examples and idea, ideas. The Mishnah teaches that one should be among the students of Barona Cohen, loving peace and pursuing it. Rabbeinu Yonah there explains that there are those who love peace and they carry a strong sense of love in their hearts for all people. However, they don't go out of their way to create peace in the world or to act in peaceful ways. And so therefore the Mishnah adds, pursue peace. It's not enough merely to love everyone in your heart. One has to try to create peace among people, just as Adonah Cohen would do. And so as mentioned, the Arizal teaches that before one daven shacharit, he should accept upon himself the mitzvah of the Havata Lerechakemoha. The base ayin in, in, in Parashay Amor cites the Gemara that our shacharit and minha prayers correspond to the tamid offerings that were brought in the Beth Amidash every morning and every afternoon. And so therefore, when one prays, it's as if he's bringing a korban tamid in the Beth Amidash. And additionally, when one prays, it's as if he's a Kohen. Since only a Kohen can perform a sacrificial uh, sa- sacrificial service. And since they are the em- emissaries of Hashem, Kohanim must act like him. And so therefore the Kohanim had to embody uh, caring and comp- caring, caring and compassion for the Jewish people and always pursue peace. So indeed Arona Kohen, the very first Kohen in history, is referred by the Mishnah as one who loves and pursues peace. And based on this, says the Beisayin, one who is praying must act like a Kohen. Therefore, before one prays, he should accept upon himself the mitzvah of loving every Jew, loving and pursuing peace. The more one resembles a Kohen, the more he loves the Jewish people, the more effective his prayer will be. And regarding the proper mindset that one should have when reciting the blessings of Sim Shalom, Rabbi Yonasen Ebeshutz writes, when one prays for peace, he should pray that there not be any argument among the Jewish people, nor any jealousy, hatred, or competition. They should all love one another, cling to one another, and unite in the highest form of unity, love, brotherhood, and friendship. And they should all be united as one soul. One should have in mind at this point to fulfill the obligation of Ehavata, Lerecha which is the foundation of the entire Torah. Such a tefillah will be a superlative prayer as peace is the foundation of Otefila. And at the end of Parshavayhi, Briosa's brothers sent him a message saying, Your father commanded before he died, saying, So shall you tell Yosef, please forgive the sin of your brothers. And how how can the Shabbatim say that Yaakov Avino commanded them to say so? So the Midrash comments, Great is peace for even the Shabbatim made a false statement Shabbatim made the false statement in order to establish peace between them and Yosef. Yaakov never actually gave this command, for he did not suspect that Yosef had not forgiven his brothers. But the brothers were afraid that Yosef might be angry with them and show it after their father's death. And therefore they concocted a message believing that their father, and, and that, that had their father known that the brothers feared Yosef's revenge. And Yaakov would not, would have sent such a command. One might think that it was improper for them to lie. Therefore, the Torah tells us not to make that mistake. 
There may be times or situations where you are allowed to bend the truth for the sake of shalom, peace. And the Gemara gives another source for this from the lives of Abraham and Sarah. When Sarah heard the angel telling Abraham that she would have a child, she wondered, how can it be that I will have a child as my husband is elderly? However, when Hashem told Abraham what Sarah had said, he changed her words, relating that Sarah said only that she is old, implying that she never said that she never said it about Abraham. So the Gemara explains that Hashem deviated from the truth for the purpose of peace, to avoid saying that she had belittled her husband. So one might ask, why does the Torah see fit to teach us the same lesson twice? It's because one might think that Shalom bias, peace between husband and wife, is extremely important. As Hazal says, Hashem's name is erased to bring Shalom bias. But we don't find it that it's permitted to erase Hashem's name to get along with other relatives. People might then wonder whether peace among the extended family is important as between a husband and a wife. And therefore, we have this additional lesson of the brothers quoting Yaakov falsely to teach us that brotherly love is so important that you may change the truth in order for brothers to be at peace with one another. And does this mean that one may lie outright just for the sake of peace? The Aruk Lavner writes that the Gemara does not say that one may lie, but that it's permitted to change or deviate from the truth. And this would imply that one is never permitted to invent a total falsehood, even for the sake of peace. Instead, one may express himself in a way that can be interpreted differently from the, from the full truth. But the words must still be technically true, even though the listener is misled. Thus, it's more of a ruse than a lie. And so the Midrash states that one of Hashem's names is Shalom, peace. And the source for this is the verse in, in Shoftim, and he called it, the altar. Hashem is the source of our shalom. And this is a very interesting statement. We are all familiar with Hashem's various names and we're careful not to utter them in vain. Now we learn that one of Hashem's name is shalom, peace. So indeed the Shukan Aruch rules that it's forbidden to say the word shalom in a bathhouse. Mishnah Brura there explains that this is because one may not say Hashem's name in an unclean place. Furthermore, he writes, even if one's name is shalom, people will fear of, a she- of heaven should be stringent and not address him by name in a bathhouse. Also, one should not write the word shalom on a friendly letter since the letter will likely end up in the trash. So what does shalom have to do with Hashem? Why is this one of his names? And we recently, uh, he, the, um, the Beis Levi recently saw an explanation as he writes that the root of the word shalom um, complete according to the Maganavos and the Rosh Bats, the word for peace is shalom because it is shalem, complete. Peace reigns when there is perfection. What is perfection? It's when everything works in harmony, each part playing its role, and nothing, nothing is interfering with anything else. Nothing is more peaceful than perfection. And Rashmol Rozovsky brings an interesting source for this concept. We say in Berchaz Kriyashima that Hashem forms light and creates darkness, makes peace and creates all. Light and dark are two opposite forces. Each one contradicts the other. Yet we say that Hashem makes peace between them. How is it so? So one might think that the way to make peace between them is to mix them together, letting them each share the world. But that's a mistake, as light can serve its function only where there's no darkness, and vice versa. Instead, the way to make peace between them is by creating a system in which each one functions at its proper time. And that is completion. That is called peace. The only true, perfect, and complete entity is Hashem. 
Everything Hashem does is perfect. He is perfect beyond any human comprehension. However, we can perceive Hashem with our tiny and feeble minds through His actions. Take one look at Hashem's world, the breathtaking planets and galaxies, the rotation of the seasons, the vast forests and mighty oceans, the animal kingdom and the body, the human body. There's nothing more perfect, more harmonious and more peaceful than creation. Hashem has shown us His perfection in His world. Therefore, Hashem's name is Shalom. So indeed, Shira Shirim begins with the, with, with, with the words, a song of songs that is to Shlomo. Who is Shlomo? Rashi says that here Shlomo refers to Hashem. He's called Shlomo, which means peace is his. So Hashem's very essence is peace. And interestingly, the Sefes Emes explains that for this reason, Shabbat is called Shalom. Since Shabbat is what completes the six days of creation, bringing the world to its perfection. The Midrash cited in Otsar Hamidrashim called the Midrash Gadol. List things that are great. One of them is Gadol HaShalom, great is peace. The Midrash elaborates, describing the greatness of peace, and below is a list of the great things that the Midrash enumerates. Great is peace, for Hashem's name, which is written with holiness, is placed into water and erased in order to bring about peace between man and his wife. And this is referring to the process of Sotah, the Sotah waters, which we see in the book of Bad Bibar. So the Midrash, the, the Midrash quotes an interesting story about this concept. To teach that we can see this in all people as well. Rabbi Meir will give a shiur on Friday nights. And one night a woman attended the shiur and was late and returning to her home. So her husband was angry and refused to let her enter the house unless she spit in the face of the rabbi who given the, 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 the shiur, the lecture. So of course she would not do something so disrespectful to the Reverend Tanat. So a neighbor overheard the husband shouting and told Rabbi Meir what he had said. And Rabbi Meir then told the woman that he had something in his eye and he needed someone to spit in it in order to wash it away. His students were astounded. Would he really embarrass himself to such an extent in order to pacify an angry husband and restore peace to the couple? He answered that if Hashem could have his name erased for Shalom, he could accept a bit of insult for the sake of Shalom. And great is peace, for Hashem did not begin to create anything in this world except with something that brings peace. And what's that? Light. From here the sages derive that if one can afford their either if one can only afford either Shabbat light or wine for Kiddush, Shabbat lights are preferable for they establish peace in the home. Great is peace, for when the Melech HaMashiach arrives, he will begin with the words peace. Peace is greater than blessing and protection. Great is peace, for it's given to those who repent. Great is peace, for the name of Hashem is peace. Rav Yaakov Sakili, a student of the Rashba and his Torah's Ahaminha, also compiled various Midrashim that speak about the greatness of peace. Great is peace, for it's given to those who love the Torah. It's compared to truth. A person does not have any security when he goes to sleep unless he has peace. The wicked do not have a portion in it. Great is peace, for it's given to those who study Torah. It's compared to a covenant and life. Great is peace, for with it were established the boundaries of Eretz Israel. Great is peace, for the words and speech of Hashem is only with peace. A person should speak only with peace. The ways of the Torah are peaceful. We do not have any tranquility or calmness in our exile except with peace. Great is peace, for even during times leading up to war, we do not begin speaking with our enemies except with an offer of peace. Great is peace. For the strength and grandeur of Hashem are only with peace. The crops and fruits of the trees can be blessed and blossom only with peace. Great is peace. 
for the conclusion of all prayers, korbanos, and blessings only with peace. A man must seek the peace of every creature, even the wild animals. Great is peace, for even regarding the heavenly ministers who do not have any hatred, jealousy, or strife between them, Hashem nevertheless establishes peace among them. Great is peace, for it is equivalent to all the mitzvot of the Torah, both the positive and the prohibitive commandments. Great is peace, for it is given to those who are humble, and humility is the greatest virtue. Great is peace, for there is no redemption of the soul suffering except with peace. Great is peace, for it is given to those who act righteously and are involved with it. Great is peace, for we don't ask someone about his abundant goodness, nor his health and well-being, nor his wealth. We ask only if he settled with peace. Great is peace, for even the deceased need peace. Great is peace, for the Jewish people ask Hashem only to bless them with peace. And great is peace. For it is among the things that do not have any limit. Hazaku Baruch. We're going to continue with more of these beautiful lessons. Bezrat Hashem. With Siyat Adishmaya tomorrow. And never forget how great is peace. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.